And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the Trackstar Sports MMA main card with your man, The Voice. As always, let's start off with some headlines and hot takes. What does the biggest star in rap music today have to do with the UFC? Maybe something, maybe not. We don't know. But in 8 out of 10, a song dropped by Drake on his new album, Scorpion, he penned the following lyrics. Or at least he rapped the following lyrics. Max said they only bless when they attacking you. Hmm. Max bless. Max bless Holloway. Could this be a nod to the pride of Hawaii? It's not clear. But Holloway and the UFC are milking it for all it's worth. Check out the Trackstar Sports IG and Twitter for pics of Max Holloway uh, with a signature picture just like Drake's from this Corbin album. Now, salute to Simon Samano who pointed out on Twitter that with the cancellation of the fight because Max Bless Holloway was supposed to be defending his featherweight crown against Brian T-City Ortega, but after his open workout, Things went south for Holloway, who hadn't looked well in the previous week. He was on UFC Tonight as early as Wednesday, and Michael Bisping pointed out that he looked sleepy, and he did. If you get a chance to go and catch that uh, video, his eyes are very, very tight the entire time, kind of like something where... If you have a sensitivity to light, you may not have your eyes as wide open as normal uh, because of that. And that is something that goes along with concussions. Uh, They said he's been having issues with that dizziness, nauseousness, just a whole line and litany of issues. Um, Some surrounding a weight cut, which that he had issues cutting weight a couple months ago. And got pulled from the card. Uh, Could be concussion-like symptoms. Which they've stated that it could be. They don't know what's going on. One thing that we do know. And I read in numerous reports today. And I'm sure it was stated at the UFC press conference. Dana's saying that he, being Holloway, is not going to be fighting anytime soon. Dana tried to get Jeremy Stevens to fight T-City but uh, called T-City's team out during the press conference and said that Brian uh, turned the fight down Uh, not sure why outside of waiting for Holloway to see what's going on with this um, maybe the money wasn't right maybe the title uh, wasn't being put on the line either way it goes uh, that fight is not happening and that's changed the lineup for UFC 226 which I'll be talking about later on in the main card but again salute to Simon Samano who pointed out via Twitter 
when this happened that this is the third fight this year that Blessings had to pull out of. Pulled out of 222 because of a leg injury. Had to pull out of 224 because they said they weren't going to allow him to cut any more weight. And now pulling out of 226. I'm not one who believes in kind of hokey myths and, and coincidences, but all these are even number cards. Maybe the UFC wants to book them for an odd number card. Don't know that that would change anything. Either way it goes, I'm praying for Max Holloway. This has to be difficult. You are training now for two fight cards, and you've been training off and on for the past six, well, four months, and you've not been able to fight. This is money going out and not coming back in. That's got to take a toll on your health, got to take a toll on your family, got to take a toll on your well-being. So I'm praying for him. Something else that happened at this press conference was something that could have derailed International Fight Week just as a whole. When the fighters stood up to square off uh, both the main and the co-main, the co-main now is the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, and Francis the Predator, Nganu. But we'll talk about that a little later too because there's some drama going on with that. Either way it goes, the biggest thing that happened was DC fell hard. I mean, really, really hard as they were standing up and going uh, to the opposite sides to square off. He fell so hard, he had to be helped up by someone there. And it's stated that he limped off of the stage into the back. All reports say that the fight is still on. I wouldn't be surprised if that fight got called off, though, just because of how hard he fell. Uh, DC's nearly 40 years of age. As someone who's crossed the 40-yard line myself, when you fall like that, yeah, generally something is wrong. Uh, I fell ooh, a couple months ago, and my shoulder still isn't right. So if he's able to fight, it bears watching to see how much that may impact his ability to fight. No fighter goes into a fight at 100%, but suffering some kind of bumps and bruises and injuries right before could be detrimental to his game plan. Now, as I stated, Francis Ngannou and the Black Beast are now the co-main event. When they were in the back right before coming out because Derek and DC are both the blue corner they were there together and uh, Black Beast was like look I can knock you out you little I can knock I bet you I can knock you out now this is what led to much of the animosity between DC and John Jones was a call out around a fight, but people love the Black Beast. And the whole time that DC 
and Derek were sitting there. They were very cordial. And DC brought it up. He was like, look, I'm in the back. And Derek is sizing me up, talking about something. He's going to knock me out. I know everybody's coming after me because they know I'm going to win this belt. You know, so he kept it light. He kept it fun. And uh, the Black Beast, in true Black Beast fashion, said, yeah, I said I'm going to knock him out. Uh, You know, but does he mean it? Probably does he mean it maliciously? Probably not. But that bears watching if both Lewis and DC are victorious in their fights on Saturday night. Speaking of fights, one thing that has been in the news recently is a whole lot of talk about the early weigh-ins. Well, guess what, fight fans? They are here to stay. At least until further notice. (laughs) Here's the UFC's official statement. We appreciate the feedback we've received to date as we continue to work with athletic commissions and federations to actively analyze the issue and consider implementing new policies to further support safe weight management practices. Nowitzki, uh, which is Jeff Nowitzki, the vice president of athlete health and something else. I don't know. He's the USADA guy and he makes sure everyone is uh, on the up and up when it comes to health. But he wrote this in a memo and sent it to the fighters and managers and ESPN happened to obtain a copy which they made available to the public. Speaking of ESPN, I want to salute Dan Rayfield, who is the senior boxing writer for ESPN for sharing these details. Also on ESPN.com, there were reports put out first there about Tito and Chuck tangling for a third time, but this time under the Golden Boy banner. Here's the official statement from Oscar De La Hoya, president of Golden Boy. I'm proud to announce we've signed a deal for the fight between Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. De La Hoya said in a statement, this will be huge for sports fans all around the world. Ortiz and Liddell are two of the most recognized fighters in MMA history. They're legends in the sport. Everyone remembers their rivalry helped put the sport on the map. And we're excited to host the next and final chapter in this historic rivalry. Is this something that I will tune in to watch? (sighs) Probably not. Depends on the price point and depends on the card. Uh, It's not easy getting quality talent outside of the UFC. I salute the PFL for the format that they have right now because it is definitely building stars and making names out of people. I also salute Bellator for the hard work that they've been doing under Scott Coker to revamp themselves and uh, they are definitely have some irons in the fire when it comes to making new stars, uh, people standing out like Elimile McFarlane and MVP. Uh, New people on the rise like the Blue Chip Prospects and Ed Ruth and Tyrell Fortune and Aaron Pico and people of that nature. Uh, So 
who they have on the card. I don't know. I'll say this, though. Scott Coker has never been one to shy away from co-promotions. And if it is beneficial to Bellator to do, I could see him lending a couple of his fighters to Oscar De La Hoya's golden boy for this card because it's got to be pay-per-view for it to make financial sense for golden boy. All right, closing out headlines and hot takes. Mbaku, leader of the Jabadi tribe, is not just a brave hero from the mountains of Wakanda, but the actor who portrayed him, Winston Duke, will produce and star in a biopic about Kevin Ferguson, a.k.a. Kimbo Slice. Time for the old one-two. And this week, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Pacquiao-Matisse fight, which is scheduled to take place next week. Fight almost didn't take place, though. Because the money needed to secure the fight didn't get deposited until the very last minute. Salute to ESPN for sharing information about this. Whenever fights take place overseas, generally in order to secure the fight, the money has to be put up in escrow. A portion of the money was put up. Then another payment was made. But if the final payment wasn't made in time, then the fight would not take place. And it did. It got done just in the nick of time. Manny Pacquiao's promotion company, MP Promotions, is the one who has the promotional rights to the fight. And they've been slow to make payments and the arrangements needed for the fight. They just made the payment to get Manny's uh, special ring, the ring he wants and loves to box in, shipped to uh, the location. They missed deadlines for pay-per-view via ESPN stateside. Top rank, which often promotes Pacquiao's fights. They're not doing it this time. It's all in the hands of the Pac-Man. Top Rank is involved, and they're handling the U.S. TV and distribution, but they're not promoting the fight. Due to MP Promotion handling things the way that they have, they've missed the pay-per-view deadline for ESPN. Top Rank has a relationship with ESPN, though, so they're still working with them to try to get it viewed via their platforms could be on ESPN as Pacquiao's last fight was. It could be on ESPN+. Plus. I could see it being more so the latter of the two to drive more people to that subscription service, especially seeing as the vast majority of fights that Top Rank has put on as of late have been on ESPN+. Plus. Will that get me to break down and purchase it maybe for a month hmm, I don't know will hit you to do that let me know if you are already not a 
subscriber of ESPN Plus, will Pacquiao's fight cause you to go ahead and pony up the $5 a month for ESPN Plus? The Ultimate Fighter 27 finale takes place on Friday, July the 6th in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Pearl. Israel Adesanya, the last style bender, is a surging prospect in the middleweight division. He'll be taking on the battle-tested and greatest foe that he's faced in his short MMA career in Hawaii's own transplant too as Max Holloway has called it the Ninth Island Vegas in Brad Tavares the last style bender will be looking to use his kickboxing pedigree to stay undefeated Tavares on the other hand will be looking to wrestle a decision away from the surging Adesanya especially since half of Tavares's losses have come by KO Joe Gennetti and Mike Trezano will be fighting for the title of the ultimate fighter for season 27 in the lightweight division. This is a season of undefeated fighters and Gennetti has won all of his fights with the exception of one by way of submission while Trezano is pretty even splitting his Victories between KOs, subs, and decisions. The other ultimate fighter that will be crowned will be done at Featherweight, and it pits Brad Katona versus Jay Cuccinello. Katona wants to be known more than, or for more than just the calculus kid. He really wants to be the tough champion. Jay. He's fairly well-rounded, and all eight of his wins will come by stoppage. Five subs and three KOs. Also on the main card, you have once beaten Martin Toro Bravo versus Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres. That one loss that Bravo has was in his last fight where he got knocked out. Bruce Leroy's last win was by KO. If it goes to the ground, they both have submission game to battle with. So this could be a really interesting fight. Bruce Leroy brings it every single time. The cage locks, the pin drops, thumbs go up, and they start the clock. So look for this to be a very entertaining matchup. In the women's flyweight division, you've got a battle of pioneers between Barb Honshat and Roxanne Mataferi. The curtain jerker for the Tough 27 finale main card pits Alessio DeChikiro versus Julian Marquez. And this is the voices marquee matchup for the card. Since a decision loss in Bellator, 
the Cuban Missile Crisis, Julian Marquez, has won the last five of his fights, including a stoppage of the Phil Hall's hype train on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series to really help establish himself in the UFC. Now, the Chikoro has been trading wins and losses ever since joining the UFC two years ago. Unfortunately, Marquez came in four pounds overweight for this fight and will have to forfeit 30% of his purse. But if this fight goes anything like the other fights where the other the fighters have come in overweight, yeah, the Cuban Missile Crisis is probably going to blow Alessio up and uh, it'll be good that he gets that additional 30%. Because that'll be about all that he'll have to show for the fight. Now, on the undercard, you've got a number of different fights, including the tough 26 vets, Montana De La Rosa and Rachel Ostovich. They're going to square off. And with seven combined wins by way of submission between them, look for the war to be waged on the ground. You also have... Uh, Luis the Violent Bob Ross Pena coming straight out of the St. Louis metropolitan area taking on his teammate in Richie Smullen uh, his teammate on Team Cormier Matt Bassett is going to be fighting Steven Peterson got Gerald Mearshart taking on Oscar Pashada. just a number of great fights on tough 27's finale which again will take place Friday night July 6th so check your local listings to see when and where it's coming on the culmination of international fight week is UFC 226 taking place at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada on July 7th. It pits in the headlining bout. Champion Stipe Miocic versus champion Daniel Cormier for Miocic's heavyweight title. If DC were to win, brace yourself for this. If Daniel Cormier beats Steve Miocic, he achieves legend status. He inserts himself into the GOAT conversation. See, DC is unbeaten at heavyweight. And a win puts him in the same league as people like Hall of Famer BJ Penn and Hall of Famer The Natural Randy Couture future Hall of Famer and possibly the GOAT but definitely the best welterweight of all time which Tyron Woolley's coming after but right now it's George Rush St. Pierre and then the original champ champ Conor McGregor what do all these people have in common they have held two UFC titles at different weight classes 
and Cormier can add his name to the list with a victory over Stipe. But Stipe, on the other end, if he were to win, he furthers his claim as the greatest heavyweight champion in the history of the UFC. He currently has more defenses of the title than anyone in UFC history at heavyweight. And if he were to defend successfully against DC, not only does he add to that total, but he does so against a two-time champion in Daniel Cormier, though at light heavyweight. He does this over DC, who has won the Strike Force Heavyweight Grand Prix. He would do this over Daniel Cormier, who has never in his life lost a fight at heavyweight. DC says he's never even lost a round at heavyweight and claims that when he was wrestling at heavyweight, he never lost. So to pull this off just furthers Stipe's legend. The co-main event for this card, again, all of this is uh, pending any kind of medical call-outs. This is the UFC. They have not had the weigh-ins yet for these fights, and anything can happen. But as we speak right now, the co-main event and the Voices Marquee matchup is Derek the Black Beast Lewis versus Francis the Predator Inganu. Why? Because they can't stand each other. They've been going back and forth for about a year now. This is a phenomenal grudge match between two of the rising stars in the heavyweight division. The monstrous predator is looking svelte. He went to take his pictures. I was like, this dude is looking uh, kind of slim and trim there. What is he doing differently? If slimming down a bit gains him some quickness, ooh, that could be a huge difference because the Black Beast is going to be stalking him all over the cage looking to kill him. So you got... The Black Beast versus the Predator. Who's going to be the Predator? Who's going to be the Prey? Who's going to come out victorious? I don't know, but this fight has all the makings of the fight of the night. Another fight that on paper has the potential to be the fight of the night was going to be the Voices Marquee matchup for the undercard, but due to all the shuffling, of fights because of fighters uh, being hurt or injured or unable to compete. Paul, the Irish Dragon Felder, will take on Platinum Mike Perry on the pay-per-view portion of the card. At the stare down earlier this week, Perry asked Felder, why are you looking so tough? You're a nice guy. You're not a tough guy. Now, some could see this as being mind games, but Platinum seemed very genuine in his question. And in just being genuine, it could be just enough to plant a seed of doubt 
in the Irish dragon's head. So we'll have to see how all of this plays out. On this card, kind of like UFC 222, yeah, UFC 222 in Brooklyn, um, Felder's teammate and former UFC lightweight champion, Anthony Pettis, is scheduled to take on someone who was also supposed to fight on that card, but could not do to the shenanigans of Conor McGregor, and that's Michael the Maverick Chiesa. Maverick lost a questionable bout to Kevin Lee in his last fight. The question is, did he go out? Did he not go out? Mario Yamasaki got a lot of heat for that. When I watched the fight, it looked like Chiesa went out, so I didn't have a problem with the fight being given the lead. Uh, Chiesa is still upset with that and with only three losses in his UFC career he believes that he should be in title contention I don't know about that one he was on a nice run before that but I don't know that he's done enough to get a shot for the title he feels as if that's the case though now Showtime he's been trading wins and losses for the last two years Unfortunately for the Maverick, if history is any indicator of the future, Pettis is due a win, and that would not be good for Michael Chiesa. The curtain jerker for the pay-per-view pits Khalil Roundtree versus Gokhan Saki. Saki is a decorated kickboxer, and Roundtree has been winning via knockout as of late. This should be an explosive matchup between powerful strikers. Now, with it being International Fight Week, they have stacked the card. I mean, absolutely stacked the card. So if you have time and you can be in place, check the prelims especially the ones on FS1 because each of those fights has the potential to be great. You got Paulo Costa versus Uriah Hall. Rafaela Sunsile versus Rob Fine. Max Griffin versus Curtis Curtis Millender. And Dracar Close versus Groovy Lando Vanada. For real? Man, gotta catch it. Absolutely got to watch the prelims if you are a fight fan because they're gonna be phenomenal. To keep up with Trackstar Sports, make sure you like the Trackstar Sports Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and on Instagram. New content gets released all the time on anchor.fm. And if you are an Android user, the easiest way to hear Trackstar Sports, as well as all of your favorite podcasts, is by downloading Podcast Republic. Once you're there, subscribe to Trackstar Sports 
and new episodes will be ready for your listening pleasure. For iOS users, you can do the same thing using Apple Podcasts. If you want to talk sports with myself or any of the other Trackstar Sports correspondents or any of the 1,500 members of the Debate Fuel Facebook group, hey, you have not because you ask not. Join the group and we'll chop it up with you about sports, whether it be World Cup or football in general, the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, wrestling, weightlifting, you name it, we talk about it. And if you want to talk about it, get in the Facebook group and let's get at it. Until next time, it's your man, The Voice, host of the Trackstar Sports MMA main card. And I'm sounding off. <laughs>